Last week on Brain Stew, we discussed trailers and the current trend in Hollywood of studios possibly showing too much footage before the release of a movie. Well, I have a special treat for you, as I recently had the pleasure of sitting down with Jason Blum from Blumhouse himself for him to weigh in directly on the subject. Hope you creeps enjoy. Thank you so much, Jason, for taking your time to speak with us. My name is Justin from the Epic Film Guys out of Washington, D.C. And I have more of like a, just a general question for you. I just wanted to pick your brain. In a world where social media has such a strong connection to the movie industry and from a producer's standpoint, information at times seems to spread like wildfire. Do you believe there's a limit to how much footage should be shown within movie trailers? And do you think that modern audiences demand it? Glad you asked that question. I do not. I differ from my dear, dear brothers and sisters, my directors. I think that it is extraordinarily difficult to break through with anything, with a movie or a show. Welcome to the Blumhouse. It's just very, very hard to get people. There's so, people have so many choices now. It's very hard to get them to focus on what you want them to focus on. And I think the only way to do that is to show the best parts of your movie or your show. And you know, the directors always say, well, the audience gets mad with it. You know what? No one comes out of the movie. Very rarely do you come out like, God, I would have enjoyed the movie if there was less in the trailer or not see the movie because of the trailer. Now we we get complaints about it all the time. People are always mad at, mad at us for doing it, but I, I'd rather people complained and saw my movie then didn't see the film. And I really think that's the choice. I think a lot of the people who come out and saying, well, I saw this in the trailer, they never would have seen the movie if they hadn't seen that in the trailer. So that's my feeling. But I am, a, I am, I am in the filmmaking community that makes me deeply unpopular. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. Who? The boogeyman. I read you quoted. You don't believe in the boogeyman? I believe in Michael Myers, a deranged serial killer, but the boogeyman. Oh, well, you should. Welcome, creeps, to another brain stew episode. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Tonight, baby. Yeah. Hold on. What's up, brother? What is going on? It's another episode in our countdown to Halloween kills. Dude, we're getting so close, man. So close to Halloween kills that I can fucking taste it. I can taste the blood from the film. Because it's kills that taste like iron. Right off the blade, right in your mouth. Yeah, man. Taste it. My my name is Justin. I'm Justin. And I'm Jeremy. Yeah, that's Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy. J and J. Biatch. And yeah, this is another episode in our ongoing series that will lead up to, and there will be some after, the release of Halloween Kills. 
This episode, you guys voted. It sounds like you really wanted us to talk about masks. So this is our best and worst Michael Myers masks of the Halloween series episode. I myself, Jeremy, just received a new mask in the mail last week. I forgot to mention it. It is the Halloween 2018 mask rehauled by Spookhouse Studios into a Halloween Kills mask. And it looks fucking awesome. I'm going to nice. be wearing that shit at all of the local events at Alamo Drafthouse, D.C. area, Ashburn. Terrifying audience members like I did a few years back during 2018 when I literally hid in the bathroom stall <laughs> after having like five Tito's and sodas. And uh, <laughs> and there was a guy taking a piss. And I, I, I don't know if I told this story or not, but I remember him standing there and me like peeking out. You know, that's a thing Michael Myers likes to do. He likes to peek through fucking stalls. And as soon as he got done pissing, I opened it up and stood there. And he's like, whoa, bro, cool, but not cool, bro. And I looked down and I remember seeing his fist clenched very tightly. And he was a big dude. <laughs> and I just like kind of did the head tilt like gently. Luckily, I didn't have the fake knife or anything like that. But I'm really looking forward to being able to do that again for Halloween Kills. Hopefully, we talked about it last week a little bit on the show in regards to the box office and... How many people are going to go out to the, the theater to see it? I'm hoping a lot, a lot, a lot of people will come out so I can scare the shit out of them and drink lots of cheap booze. Dude, uh, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you, bro. We're going we're gonna to see this thing together one way or the other. I will. Every time I come to visit you where you live, I mean, realistically, it's about 40-minute drive, but usually I hit traffic, and, and what do I say to you every single time I finally arrive when we're hanging out? Well, exact words, I don't know, but you usually bitch about how far away I live from you. I, 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 I'm i like, <laughs> dude, every single time I'm like, Justin, I feel like I just traveled to another fucking state coming to hang out with almost, you. That's what I say man. every single time, Al- yeah. Almost, but usually by the time you get to me, I'm already obliterated and had too many drinks, like... <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you thinking that my memory is that good to remember what you say to me, but um, no, for we're gonna we're gonna see the movie. We're we're hoping we're gonna be able to do a promotion. We are still doing the promotion on this show. If you haven't listened to the show before, welcome poster giveaway. But baby. if you have been listening, you already know our first winner received his poster in the mail today for his birthday. Derek Troxel, we fucking love you. And thank you so, so much for all the love you've been spreading about the Brain Stew episodes. Dude, really. Spread that shit. He digs the shit. He got his poster. Happy fucking birthday, dude. Oh, yeah. But, happy so, birthday. Yeah, for we're doing this iTunes review contest. For every five reviews we receive, we're going to be giving away a full-size theatrical Halloween Kills poster. And Jeremy, you weren't lying Last week when you mentioned how expensive these posters are, because I looked at eBay after we recorded the show and I was like, damn, bro. Yeah, they're 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 going for some monies, man. Uh, I actually I think I mentioned it on the on the last show. Uh, yeah, I got mine signed by James Jude Courtney. So it uh it looks beautiful. He signed in a in an amazing silver deco broad paint pen. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite favorite autograph pens to use. And it looks Man, his autograph just really, really shines on it because he signed like on the coveralls, you know, Michael's coveralls or whatever, and it just it looks so amazing. So if if you do get this poster from our giveaway, you know, go on iTunes, give us a review, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us, tell us how handsome we are, and make our mamas proud. 
you'd be entered in to get a free Halloween Kills double-sided theatrical poster. Uh, yes, the, yeah. uh, and it's free, and I'm not even going to lie, man. I mean, as someone that's purchased posters and art prints and such, you are aware that it's actually not that cheap to ship a poster. Yeah. Uh, so leave us a review. We love you very, very much. And on the subject, Jeremy, of autographs, yeah, I haven't gone to an event for a long time. I think it's been like four months or something like that. I decided on Friday that I was going to drive from here five hours away. Spur the moment. To New Jersey to meet Cassandra Peterson, mistress of the dark, Elvira herself for her one and only, apparently, book signing for her brand new book, Yours Cruelly. Um, I, I had to do it, dude. I was like, spur the moment. She is one of my biggest influences in terms of being a horror host. And just growing up with her, I mean, there's nothing more nostalgic to me than Elvira and Spuds McKenzie. And those two things go hand in hand. Beer commercials, dude. That's that's what it's all about. Dude, I I swear to God, I was five years old, ready and prepared to be an alcoholic. But (laughs) (laughs) your your pictures looked awesome, man. Like. How was it? So she was signing the book. Did she sign anything else outside of the book? Yeah. So sometimes with the book signings, they're really they're sticklers for that. Well, the whole thing was pretty amazing. I, you know how often I piss on my trips, and this one <laughs> I specifically did not drink any water, so I only stopped once, and I ran into terrible traffic in New York City on the way there, not knowing oh. how far it was, but books and greetings. Major props to this bookstore. It's a small mom and pop little bookstore. I showed up, Jeremy, huge line around the block. Now, they're not first come, first serve. They're, you call ahead, buy the book, they tell you your number. They let you come in, give your information, they give you your book with your number, and then they call you from the outside to come in. Cool idea. It seems yeah, to that's work. awesome. Right? But when I went up to the front, I had just gotten there. I was all, like, super excited, and I knew I was late in the numbers. They had just called, like, 39 or something like that. And I told the cashier, the clerk there, I said, hey, the owner, I spoke to him on the phone. He said to make sure that I mentioned that I'm from outside of Washington, D.C. when I grabbed the book. And she looked at me and said, go ahead and get in line right now. And I was like, dude, score. I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and get in line. And I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm not going to say no to that. That's fantastic. I'm standing in line and I heard the owner's voice, which I spoke to on the phone a number of times. And as he walked past me, I said, hey, excuse me, sir, I'm the one from Washington, D.C. I spoke to you on the phone. So nice to meet you. And he's like, you're the one? He's like, I'm going up there right now. There's only four people ahead of you. I will make sure to tell Cassandra how far you came to meet her. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, And, and going into this kind of event, you know, you and I kind of talked about it a few weeks back. A lot of cons are being really strict with COVID regulations and sure. there's, you know, plexiglass in between you and and. and not, not even let you get close to the person and mask. So I wasn't sure what to expect. Like leading up to walking up, I saw people standing there with the masks and I couldn't see her. So I was like, oh man, you know, it'll be great to meet her either way, but I would hate to meet her with a mask on and her wearing a mask. Yeah. And I walked up and she was like, come closer, honey. It's, it's cool. You're good. I'll take my mask down for the picture and you can take yours off. And I was like, yes. And there was a line there. If you look at the photo, I clearly stepped over the line and didn't give a fuck. And uh, and she was really sweet. She was so amazing. I mentioned that I do events at Alamo Drafthouse, do horror hosting and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, I learned from the best. Mr. Mr. Moorhead over here. 
you got to bring something extra just in case. Yeah, man. And have to. so I put the, the sleeve cover from Arrow's Mistress of the Dark Blu-ray in my pocket. And after she was like, basically, you know, she kind of gave me the head nod, like, okay, you're done. I pulled it out and said, excuse me, Cassandra, like, since I came so far, would you please just sign this for me? And she's like, well, I'm not supposed to in Elvira's voice, but since you came so far and, and signed it as Elvira with XOXO. And I was like, yes. That's so rad. So that's so cool. Yeah, that, that's always a, that's such a, a great feeling. It was, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, some of these some of these book signings and and you know signings like that. A lot of times they'll say, well, sometimes it is the event that's like they want to keep things moving, so they don't want everybody pulling out shit to get extra autographs because then it slows the line down and it prolongs you know the celebrity from being able to get finished and go about living their life. Um, and sometimes it is the celebrity's preference. They're like, look, I don't want to sign anything else except for the book. Like, I'm here to promote the book. I'm only signing the book. Um, so it's so rad in those situations when y- you do get to meet somebody that, that you're a fan of and they, they sign that extra thing for you. Because, of course, the book means something to you. But that movie that you had her autograph, that means a lot to you as well. So that that's so cool, man. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure you saw the graphic that you are. She signed it in fucking pen, but I wasn't going to complain because she signed no, it. No, it looks great, though. It looks I was great. like, I was like. That's fine. But she had literally next to her a whole pile of brand new Sharpies. And I was like, yeah. could, could you never mind? Never, Dude, no, that's, that's never that's, mind. That's really cool, man. Uh, speaking of Sharpie. So I went to Monster Mania, Maryland. Yeah. Yesterday. So today's Monday. Yeah. So yesterday. Wow. And this show is great because Hunt Valley, that show is so close to our house, right? Like I can literally go and get some autographs. It's like an hour for me, I think. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about an hour and a half for me with no traffic. So it's like, dude, I can I can go there, I can get autographs, I can walk the vendor room, and I can still be home by like one o'clock, which I was. I was home by one and the, the convention opened at ten. So that shows you that I, I mean business when I go to these things sometimes. I I get in and I get out because you know, I've been going to events for so long that it used to be that I would go for the whole weekend. I would take in everything for the whole weekend and then you know, now obviously life is different. Kids. And, and now you just mean business, man. You're just in there. Yeah. You know what you're doing. In and out. So one of my buddies, John, he he sent me this um, Night of the Creeps poster. And he's like, dude, can you please get Tom Atkins to sign this for me? It was It's an original <sighs> poster. I'm so bummed I didn't meet him this weekend. But yeah, I know. I know. Um, but so it's, it's an original Night of the Creeps poster that he sent me. It's beautiful. Fred Decker signed one side of it, and it's just, it's a gorgeous original poster. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, very particular about how my items get signed. So when my friends do send me stuff, they're like, can you help me? Of course, I treat it like my own. I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that this autograph is going to look perfect on this thing because we're stuck with it forever, right? If it's something that we love, we keep it forever and we cherish it. Um, so, man, I'm glad that I've been doing this for a long time. So I, I put this post, I put the poster down, and I didn't bring a gold deco paint pen with me. Um, I had a bunch of, I had silvers, I had you know, some different blue sharpies and different things, but I didn't have a gold. So he he had a gold paint pen that was that was right there, and I was like, okay, well, cool. Like it's Sunday, but I'm sure his pen is fine. You know, he, maybe he's not using that one a lot. So I slap the poster down, you know, I'm talking to Tom and, you know, he's great as always. I've met Tom Atkins a bunch of times and he grabs the gold paint pen 
and I said, hey, would you mind testing that first? Like, do you have anything behind your table that you can test it? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on, let me let me test it. He goes, oh, man, you mean business. Like, he looked at his handler. He was like, this fucking, <laughs> he said, this fucking kid's really particular. And I and I, I literally verbatim said, I said, well, you know, I'm. this is something I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. Like, this poster, I, you know, I acted like it was mine, but it is. You know, I treat, you know, my friend's posters like my own. And I said, so... I just want it to be perfect because the movie's perfect. You're perfect in the movie. This, this I mean, autograph. To be fair, to be it, it is a perfect movie. It's 100% yeah. oh, perfect. Movie. I love I love that movie so much. So, thank God he tested the gold paint pen and it was shit. And the one thing that I really hate as an autographer is like when celebrities start to sign a poster and their pen craps out and they're like, "I'll just grab another one." And then they try to trace, <laughs> they try to trace over their autograph from like Dude, uh, not yeah. that I would ever sell my shit, right? Um, but if I would, it wouldn't pass authenticity. Did you know that? Because they're going to look at it and they'll be like, uh, this. Went, There's some shit under there. That's not the original twice. signature, right? Yeah, someone someone went over this twice. So anyway, so the, the, the Sharpie was, was shit. And I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. I have a silver right here. I think it's going to look great anyways on it. Dude, that signature on that poster was like i'll send you a picture of it it just looks fucking beautiful and it just it since it's a paint pen it just pops off of the poster and i sent it i sent a picture of it to my buddy and he was like dude thank you like that looks fucking amazing so uh at monster mania i uh i have a, a killer clowns from outer space poster which you and brady hooked me up with uh the chioto brothers when when they did the mahoning drive-in so i already had you know all three brothers on my my poster so Grant Kramer was there and Suzanne Snyder was there as well. So I added them to the poster. And then next month, all, you know, there's four clowns, four of the actors that played clowns that are going to be at Chiller Theater. They've never done a convention, these people. So like the actor that played Shorty, et cetera, like there's four clown actors. So I'm going to add them to the poster to where it's like, dude, I'm going to have like nine autographs on my Killer Clowns poster. And I, I would have never would have never thought that <laughs> I would have so many autographs on a killer clowns. And like, it's funny because when I was talking to both of them, I said, man, how nuts is it that this Halloween season, like killer clowns merchandise has been very minimal over the years. It's flying off the fucking shelves at spirit, man. Everyone wants Dude. that. The gun, man, the gun yeah. is like the hottest item at spirit right now. It's going, it's going, it's going for big, it's bucks already on eBay. eBay, man. It's already yeah. gone. Cause they've only getting like two or three of them per store. It's, the masks, the shirts, everything. It's like, like I said to you a few weeks ago on the show, my kid who I showed the, the film to what, three years ago when she was really young, she has the background of her phone is killer clown. So it's yeah. like, it's, it, so it's cool. hitting its mark, man. It's so amazing because we all know the movie did not resonate with audiences at the time. No, it wasn't a big hit or anything. So that's fucking so cool, dude, dude, this, and you have to think like the movie studio that owns the license you know, to the merchandising, they're going to look at this and go, this thing sold so much fucking money. We have to make another, we got to make another movie. So, you know, it was, it was cool talking with them about how it's, it's, it's exploding all of a sudden again, like it's finding a brand new audience and people are really going through clown mania. But so Grant Kramer, he was a producer and writer on Willie's Wonderland. I don't know if you, if you knew that or not. I didn't. And I didn't see that one. So I can't, I can't speak okay. of that one the same way I, I can speak. You, you got to watch it, dude. You got to watch it. Uh, the, the most recent Nicolas Cage movie. I'm not going to talk about that one though. Please don't I, yeah. make me. 
I, I won't make you. I'm going to watch that one though. But so dude, I talked, I was talking to Grant and I was like, man, I just got to tell you that I really enjoyed Willie's Wonderland. And he was like, oh, thanks man. You know, and he was blown away that, uh, that I saw it at Alamo draft house and it was like a packed theater. And he was like, that's so crazy. He goes, I would have loved to have seen it in a theater. He goes, but you know, I, I've got a six year old and you know, all the COVID stuff was going crazy. He was like, so I opted not to travel during that time. He said, but that's so cool that you got to see it in a theater. And so I said, are you going to make another one? Cause I mean, like, obviously this one did pretty well and like people, people liked it. And he goes, you know, we've, we've talked to Nick about it. He goes, cause at this point I feel like you can't make a second one unless you have Nick Cage back. And he said, and I quote, well, you know, if I, I usually don't do sequels, but if I would do a sequel, it would have, I would have to probably make this much money. And of Grant course was, he would. Of course yeah. he would. Yeah. Yep. And so Grant was like, <laughs> dude, he's, she said, he said, you know, the money that he was asking was, was much higher than what we paid him on the first one. He goes, it's not astronomical, but it's also still a substantial amount of money. He goes, so I don't know, man, I think it'd be really cool to do another. One. We'll see what happens. You know, a typical response in that regard. But I thought, I thought it was funny that Nick Cage was like, "Well, if you pay me, I'll come back." As he has been shown to do throughout <laughs> his entire, you know, post '90s career. I love Nick Cage. For me, his movies are easily digestible. It's a shame to see him do something as amazing as Mandy. Move on to Color Out of Space, which. I, you know, a few awesome. months ago, we did a patron only segment on that that film in which my views were changed on that one. Initially, I was not too hot on it. And then this year's pig, as of right now, it's still in my top five films of the year. So we'll see what happens with good old Mr. Nick Cage. But ladies and gentlemen, I do have to say before we move on to our quick promo break from our sponsor, Evil Tea. I had the amazing opportunity tonight to interview someone that directly pertains to the conversation we had on this show last week regarding trailers, too much footage, and stuff being spoiled. So stay tuned for that. But until then, we are going to take a quick promo break. Drink some tea. Evil tea. Get some amazing spooky tea for spooky season there's nothing better i mean you could mix it with booze if you want to they have blends that mix i've tried it i'm telling you i'm only telling the alcoholics listening i'm not telling the normal (laughs) listeners i know there's both here but yes grab some evil tea listen to this promo when we get back best and worst michael myers masks of the Halloween series. I know you're just evil on the edge of your seat right now, gripping that shit so fucking hard, ready to tell me and Jeremy how wrong we are and how much better this mask is than that mask. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Brain Stew Podcast is fueled by our sponsor, Evil Tea, by the Evil Tea Company. Steeped in darkness, Evil Tea brings a sharp and spooky variety of tea flavors featuring robust and creative blends for all those tea monsters out there. Use promo code BRAINSTEW for 15% off your first order. Check out their website at evilteacompany.com to find the right blend for you. 
And welcome back, all you creepers. Welcome back to Brain Stew, where we are discussing our top 10 favorite and least favorite Michael Myers masks. Are you excited, Justin? I'm super excited, and our listeners obviously are excited since when I mentioned it on social media, y'all ate that shit up. You're like, when are you gonna do masks, man? Yeah, we're we're here. We are here we're right ready to now. Give you the Halloween goodness. We're I mean, upon this recording right now, it's the end of September, and there's nothing I love more than that feeling of knowing, you know, when I went outside this morning, it felt like fall, man. I could taste it. I could smell it. The crisp air. I'm like, this is our favorite season. I'm wearing my brand new Halloween hoodie from Gutter Garbs. Looks awesome. I don't have any like pumpkin flavored shit tonight. Should I pour pumpkin spice creamer in my vodka tonight? I think that would be a bad decision. I think that would be the kind of bad decision that I usually do on this show. (laughs) But yeah, so our best and worst, Jeremy, we got to jump in here starting at number 10 with what would be considered our worst of the series because ladies and gentlemen, there are literally 10 masks, 10 main masks used in this series. So I'm going to throw it to you, Jeremy, for your number 10. Number 10. I'm going with Resurrection. Like, that mask. Whoa! My worst, man. For some reason. Dude, I thought you liked this mask. The the mask from Resurrection? Yeah! Nah, man. I, I, I don't love it. Not at all. Like, it looks like what I imagine a Karen looks while they're waiting at the customer service desk. Those eyebrows. Yeah, (laughs) while they're waiting at the customer service desk at Walmart because they're out of fucking chocolate-glazed Krispy Kreme donuts on a fucking Sundae. So, I hate, yeah, I don't, I don't love this mask. It looks silly. It's, why did they go, I don't understand. Let's just, being a Halloween fan is, is, is a trying thing, isn't it, Justin? Like, there, there's things that it's like, how did you fuck this up? I mean, there, there were points in the franchise where they literally, the producers and, and people were literally like, it's a white mask. Just get a white mask. I mean, dude, look, 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 I'm jumping around, but look at Halloween 4, where all of a sudden the hair was blonde in the one scene, like oh, in well, the school. We'll, we'll be getting to that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to dig dude. deep into that for Unbel- sure but it's like when we get there. The, the decisions they made for this franchise, it's like, how did you fuck up the mask? Because well, how, just, how, how did that get past everybody? Like, how did that yeah. get made onto the set, approved by everybody? That's what these lists are all about, because it's fucking shocking to me. Some of the output that got approved, like, and you know there's so many suits in the room to go, yes, yes, yes. There has to be an overall consensus to approve these masks. Why Why would they choose the look that they chose for Halloween Resurrection? I mean, it's, it's essentially the mask looks like it's frowning. Like, this is a mask that has It's attitude. got those late 90s eyebrows, bro, that every single oh. girl had in high school. I'm just the telling you. Eugene Levy eyebrows, bro. Like, I'm, what the I'm fuck? I'm just saying, if you just want to fuck one of those girls from that time period, just put this mask on whoever you're <laughs> fucking, and you're fucking that person. Just yeah, saying. I, I, I hate this mask. Um, You know... Us as horror fans, sometimes we're forgiving, and we're like, you know what? The mask looks fucking dumb, but I'm in for this new installment. And then if the movie is shit, the mask, we feel even worse about it, right? Like, you can give us a shitty mask, but a great movie, and we can go, you know what? The mask was shitty, but the rest of it was great. I'll let it pass. But you can't give us a shitty movie and a and, shitty and mask. And a shitty mask. And yeah, a shitty and that's cast. What, that's what's... 
That's <laughs> trick or treat, uh, motherfucker. I mean, I, well, oh, <laughs> hey, whatever. He's the best cast member. So who am I? He, who am I? He was. To he was. The, he was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, number ten, uh, Hall- Halloween Resurrection. What? What is your number ten? <laughs> I hate including this, but it's one of a few masks included in this movie, which we've brought up a few times on our countdown to Halloween Kills series. The K&B Casper mask from Halloween H2O 20 years later. I mean, what can I say, Jeremy? This mask is total and utter garbage. It's exactly what Steve Miner wanted, which to me is kind of slightly shocking. He wanted a featureless face and some slicked back hair. Uh, You know, the part of the original image that struck me so much in my youth was that the original mask had some structure and definition to the mask. So when lit properly, purely and simply evil. Uh, It's a shame some of this mask made its way into the film because, you know, it rivals those trashy bargain bin masks we see get tossed in the dumpster at the end of every single Halloween season. (laughs) You know, when I walked into Walgreens last year, they had a mask that looked just like this shit and it was $3. This is the mask that they started the production with and they were like three or four weeks into shooting with when people were like, no, Mustafa Akkad and company were like, no, this mask does not work. We don't like the mask. And that's when the whole controversy started. And that's why there's like, you know, four different masks in the movie. So I had to include this because every single time I can tell when they use the Casper mask in the movie, it's frustrating because I'm like, how much better would that have looked with the Stan Winston mask or even the Six mask? Yeah. Dude, I mean, deep fakes are so prevalent now, right? Like our technology has, has just become so incredible that there are YouTubers and people that don't even do this for a living that they edit together these deep fakes where they, they can take celebrities' faces and put them on other celebrities and vice versa. And it looks flawless. So much so that, I don't know if you know this, um... There is a deep faker that uh, he did one for the movie Solo for Star Wars a Solo story. Yeah, and he got a um, job with Disney, right? Yeah, dude, that's that's like it's incredible. That's what I was gonna say is he did uh, he put Harrison Ford's younger face on Alden uh, whatever the dude's well, name is Aaron Reich. I always say it wrong. Yeah. Aaron Reich, yeah, that that played Solo and it's it's flawless. He also did a deep fake of you know spoiler in season. The season two finale of uh, The Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker shows up and he did a deep fake of Mark Hamill's face over the really shitty CGI they used for the finale. And it looks flawless. It looks like a real person. It does not look CGI. And Lucasfilm loved it so much and Disney loved it so much that they were like, hey, like you're really innovative with this deep fake stuff. Like, so yo, a job? For, for, the, for the 4K Ultra HD, considering Scream Factory did not decide to touch H2O. I love you for all these new 4Ks. You're only doing one through five. Thank you. But you should have done all of them so I can get H2 on 4K. You should hire that fucker and, and fix the mask. I'm not all. I'm not about film revisionist history type stuff. I don't don't touch it. But in this case, fix the mask. Yeah, fix the, ma- like, fix dude, the mask. Hire hire a deep faker <laughs> to go in and like just go throughout the movie and put the mask from the first film on. Like that, w- every Halloween fan would be like, thank you. And then it would, you know, anyways, I'm going down. So I'm that that leads me to number nine, my number nine, which also is the Casper K&B mask 
from Halloween H two O. Oh my God! So there that's, it is. Oh, I, that's that's my number nine. It's just it looks so silly, and like you said, and I was going to bring this up. Is that's exactly what Steve Miner wanted. He that was what his version of Michael Myers looked he like. He fought for that. He he literally yeah, fought with the yeah. studio and and the Akaz. And I'm like, dude, you really wanted that thing that bad? If you watch the footage of it, it's laughable. It's it's bad. So, you know, I I, I will say that I I love Beekler's mask that was that was in the movie, which is in the the first scene with with Marion. You see nurse, it with you see it for one Marian. shot. There's one shot. For one yeah. shot, and, and the door the, opens. Yeah. Yep. It was the Beekler H six mask, and that's my my favorite part of the entire movie with with masks as far as masks. Well, at least concerned. hey, at least it starts off in a positive note when you see that mask because for I think. The majority of film viewers at the time, they probably didn't notice the difference. I no. didn't, you know, it was the first Halloween movie that both of us saw in theaters yeah. for the first time. Yeah. So when we saw that as, as a younger audience, we we didn't notice it. Now you're like, oh my God, when you know there's like that many masks in the movie, you can tell. They should have just used the same fucking mask. But Yo, whoa, whoa. the eye holes <laughs> were so fucking big in that mask too. But, you know, I've actually, I've, I've talked to... Uh, I've talked to the guys from KMB about this mask, and it's not like I was standing there shitting on it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I wasn't like, that was a big piece of shit y'all made. You know, but I, I mentioned it. and Like, hey, the mask uh, wasn't so well received. Uh, what's yeah. the deal on that mask, eh? And they were like, we we did. We got hired to do a job. We did what our boss said, and that's exactly that's the mask that, that he that wanted. Isn't that almost always the case, though, Jeremy? It's like it's not their, it wasn't their take. They weren't told to do their own original take. They were told... Make a featureless white plain face that'll fit this, you know, Chris Duran's face during the production yeah. of the movie. So, yeah. What's that, what's your number nine, man? Let me hear your nine. Okay, well, nine nine. You just brought him up, so I'll bring him up again. K and B, Greg Nicotero, sculpted after Greg's own face. The nose is too long. The hair is fully slicked back, like Michael's about to go sing some fucking doo-wop and drink a cherry coke. And yes. Much like the recent memes have concluded, that motherfucker looks like some Nicolas Cage Myers shit. Halloween 5. Uh. 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 It just deviates too much from the original concept. Plus, the neck of the mask on Don Shanks, it's always hanging out his fucking coveralls and shirt. It's like, tuck that shit in, man. It's too long. It just gives a very goofy look. It's just, you know, especially when you follow it up from... H4 mask, which I'm sure we'll be getting to. Um, you have to think this was a year apart in between releases theatrically. Fans are like, I just saw this movie with this mask. It wasn't like what happened. <laughs> it wasn't like Halloween one and Halloween two, which had at least three years in between each other. This came the year after and fans are like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's what I saw when I, when I saw the movie for the first time. And again, there's some things that I do like about this movie, but the mask is definitely not one of them. I think it's by far one of the worst masks ever created for any horror movie. It's terrible and I hate it. So it's on this list. Perfect. Perfect. I I, I get that. That mask does get a lot of shit. I think it's interesting that you gave the mask from part five a worse rating than part four but we can save that discussion oh for no later. no 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 i did not give it a worse than part four 
continue this list and you'll see where it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number eight is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Okay. It's, I understand that he was really going for like a, hey, this mask is this many years old and it's decrepit. And he went through so much shit in the finale of Rob Zombie's Halloween. I get that. I don't know, man. It showed too much of his face and he's got a fucking beard and it just, I don't love it. I don't love it. I, I think Hobo Myers is, is imposing. And as I've said before, that's a scary version of the character, but I don't dig that the mask was kind of held together with the thread. That's so that's my number eight, man. I'm going with Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Well, you know what? We might as well just get into it right now because that's also my next pick for one of the worst versions of the mask because it's barely a fucking mask. This is a version of Wayne Toth's mask that he did for Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie. You can't even call this a mask, dude. It's a shred of a piece of rubber hanging off Tyler Maine's face with some hair, like a tuft of hair. Like Michael Myers looks like some fucking roadkill. Like he just got run over. Yes, he's a bum in the movie. I get it. It makes sense to the style and everything. But give me a fucking mask, man. Give me a fucking mask. A lot of things can be can. A lot of things can be said about Rob Zombie. Uh, He's truly a, a divisive filmmaker and I think some of our listeners were even surprised at how many of my favorite characters came from his his films when we did they were we did that I, I, I saw a lot of comments about that and I actually a few people on Twitter were like well I love hearing the love for Rob Zombie's movies and I'm like I'm glad you're enjoying it I wasn't it's, the one that said it <laughs> but that that's no honestly it is great because there is some love to be shown from those movies by far, even if I don't love the movies or appreciate them the way that I would hope to, there's, there's a lot to be said about what's in those movies. He made, he made very distinct decisions on the two films that he made. And, and I respect him for going, well, fuck it. I'm making my version of Halloween. You already have John Carpenter's version. You already have all those sequels that came after it. I'm making my fucking version well, i respect it <laughs> well he well he made his version with his h2 L- let's make that clear with his remake we know there were problems we know the weinstein stepped in what i think is funny when you watch this this footage from i think almost eight or so years ago with john carpenter at nyu when he's asked about his opinion on rob zombie's halloween he calls rob zombie a piece of shit and they, 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 they have. He, some, he, he some calls bad that piece. Blood, he's dude. like that piece of shit's a liar. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he he. Carpenter claimed that uh, that Rob Zombie stated some stuff in interviews as far as conversation that never happened. And uh, yeah, that, I, I don't I, think I, there's I, any. I believe John. Do you believe John? I believe John. I don't know. Like you know, so the whole beef was that it was over when Rob Zombie called Carpenter to to tell him, you know, that, hey, I'm, I'm making a remake of your movie. And Carpenter said that he was like, hey, Supportive, right? He was, yeah, support- he was supportive. Make it your own, and he, right? And he goes, yeah, and, you know, hey, make it your own. And I guess in an interview, Rob Zombie tried to make it seem that, uh like, like John was kind of dismissive and kind of callous when he hit him up. And I guess that, that chafed Carpenter, man. And Carpenter was like, that fucking piece of shit's a liar. Well, well you got to think about it this way. And you and I both know this. And all of our listeners that are hardcore Halloween fans, you know it too. 
Carpenter is involved with Halloween right now for the money. But creatively, he's done a great job in being a producer with Halloween 2018. I'm sure he'll do a great job with kills and ends and everything. But before that, he was so sick of hearing about Halloween. Like, a lot. Where there's other interviews with smaller, you know, press members or film critics or things like that. Where he would just, right off the bat, be like, I've told that story before. Move on. Like... I don't think he sees Halloween the same way we see it. So we have to understand. He doesn't. You know, there are a lot of filmmakers that are the same way. I don't think he understands the love. Uh, I I know he appreciates the love that it has, but I don't think he understands. And the paycheck. And the paycheck. I don't think he understands why it's such a beloved film. Because to him, that was one of his first films. Jeremy, you've heard him say it before. When he watches that movie, he sees all the mistakes. All the mistakes, yeah. Yeah. So it is what it is. But. Yep, that so we both fell online there. So at your next pick, my friend. So my number seven, and we're going from worst to best. My number seven is Halloween four. Like that motherfucker had a perm, dude. <laughs> he had a fucking perm. And like I don't understand. I, I'm gonna say it again. I don't why did they choose that mask? Like, was it just like it literally looks like they were like, hey. We've got 10 bucks. Find something and let's make it work. Like, I mean, dude, this is, this was Michael's triumphant return because, you know, Halloween 3 didn't pan out for them because people wanted a Michael Myers film and they didn't get one in part three. So on this one, they wanted to make sure to let the audience know, like, don't worry, we know we fucked up, but we're bringing Michael back. So it's the return of Michael Myers, but it is not a return to form as far as quality of the mask because the mask in part four, man, it is God. It's, it's so bad, dude. I just, every time I watch it, especially like, you know, like the meme of it's, it's Tom Morga that's playing him in this one scene where he like sits up behind the bed. Oh, is it the the big Mac meme? Yeah, dude. (laughs) It, Oh my God. I just, I, I watched the movie and I'm like, and this is a beloved movie. Like, it's one know, of I've, my favorites. I get shit for it. I got shit for it last week for saying it's one of my favorites. Dude, it's it. No, it's incredible. It is a great fucking movie. And I know that I mentioned it before, but it's a film that Quentin Tarantino has said, like, man, that movie had no business being as good as it was. Like, Halloween 4 is fucking great. Like, that's thanks Quentin White Tarantino. Little. Thanks yeah. White Little and thank, you know... Mustafa Akkad and everyone that was involved that really wanted to make another good Halloween movie on this one. <laughs> they knew they had to knock it out of the park. And like, like you, you mentioned, you know, last week is it really captures that Halloween vibe, man. Ooh, yeah. Right from the beginning, you hear that sound, you see the corn stalks, you feel those pumpkins and the fall in Salt Lake city, Utah. You just want to feel that shit. Dude. I don't know. I don't know about you, but anytime Mustafa Akkad presents appears on screen, it gives me all the feelings, man. My feelings that I get when I see that image is my pee-pee gets hard and it may get a little bit wet on the tip of it. Then a pumpkin I, seed comes out. Then, yeah, and I want to eat <laughs> yeah, Then I want to eat it. I'm like, what, does this thing taste like pumpkin? And no one's here. No one's going to notice. I'll just eat this shit. It came out right. Yeah. <laughs> so right now someone's fucking silently vomiting inside the mouth. <laughs> well, this is the show you're looking for. It's called Brain Stew after all. Yeah, but yeah, man, the part four mask, it's, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Why do you look so shitty? Like, fuck, man. I don't know. I, 
yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. Okay, well, so that's I'll, my number seven. What okay. what is what, is, what <laughs> well, what's yours, man? You already mentioned your number seven, uh, sculpted by Chad Washam and done using apparently a leftover Winston H two O mask. Uh, can it be, Jeremy, that a mask is too defined and too classy? <laughs> Something that looks too Hollywood. Uh, yeah, it can, and this is the one. This mask clearly isn't something Michael Myers picked up at his local drugstore. This thing looks like an expensive Hollywood production. Hollywood Resurrection. You already mentioned it, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it's definitely a Walmart Karen, but it tries so hard to be scary that it comes off as a Saturday morning cartoon villain with a dead beaver on his fucking head. Accurate. Very I accurate. remember seeing this movie opening night, midnight showing at the AMC Lowe's Vestal, New York, and the reaction to the entire movie, let alone the mask. I'm, I'm pretty sure when the mask first appeared, there were boos because people were like, that's not the mask. Uh, some fans in the mask community that I'm a part of claim this is the closest thing to the original up until that point, and y'all are wrong. Wow. Y'all are wrong. I'm just going to say that. Yell at me all you want. Tell me I suck. But yeah, you're. this thing is so smooth. It's so overly airbrushed and painted. There's no nuance to it. There's no grittiness to it. The hair puffed out a lot like the H2O masks. It just does not present a sinister and menacing and violent, scary villain the way that the shape should be presented. So yeah, this mask. Fucking sucks balls. I collect masks, Jeremy, as you know, and I will never own this one. There no. are mask collectors that are like, I have to have all of them. And they cosplay as this version. And to you, oh. I all the power to you. I, I, I love you for loving every version. That's a great thing, you know, to have in your itinerary in terms of masks and your love of the franchise. But at the same time, this mask fucking sucks a giant fat pumpkin flavored dick, bro. I'm just letting you know. It's trash. So, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, in, in every horror movie, major horror movie franchise uh, that get, starts getting, you know, up there in sequels, there's typically one film that's very difficult for me to get through. And there's some, there's some franchises that there's that one particular film that I'm like, I just can't watch this, period. And then there's some that it's like, okay, I'm going to watch it because I'm watching the series, but like, this is really tough to get through. Halloween Resurrection is is one that's really tough for me to get through. I mean, there's just a bunch of unlikable characters. Um, Katie Sackoff, her character has to be one of the most annoying fucking characters ever in a horror film. Like, I mean, her reactions and the way that she acts in this movie, it's amazing that she's gone on to do other things and sh that she's in The Mandalorian and shit like that because she was absolutely atrocious in this movie. It's, it's a really, really tough watch for me. You know, on Friday the 13th, it's hard for me to get through Jason Goes to Hell. In Elm Street, it's hard for me to get through Freddy's Dead. Me too. Okay, so we agree on that one. Finally, yeah, we've connected yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they're very difficult because I feel like they stray so far from what they were that it, it's like, uh, what, am I, what am I watching? And like, why, why did you make these decisions? Because you've now gone down this path that's so far from the things that I loved about this thing that it's just, it's unenjoyable. Absolutely yeah. unenjoyable. I agree with you. I mean, there's one thing they got right in resurrection that they didn't get right in Halloween five or Halloween six is that they built the Myers house and it looks like the Myers house. Yeah. 
So they yeah. got points there, and you know, it is what it is. And there's that story I told you. I remember um, when Thomas Nicholas, his band, yep. you know, Rookie of the Year, was playing in Arlington a few years ago, and I took my daughter and my wife, and I brought my copy of Halloween Resurrection on Blu-ray. As you do, as you and, should. And I, I could have brought anything. I could have brought American Pie to get signed. He took a picture with me and I said, can you sign Halloween Resurrection? He's like, yes, I will do that for you, sir. I was like, <laughs> After a shot of Jameson with me, he took a shot of Jameson with me and he signed Sick. Hey, Maybe he needed that shot to do that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying Sick. he did. The one thing about Resurrection is that it's, they've, at this point, they've just made Michael so interchangeable. You could have put Jason in that movie and it wouldn't have made any difference. Like you could have put just, anything in there. Yeah, it yeah, wouldn't have made any it, difference. It, yeah. it, it was no longer, you know, the things that, that made Halloween Halloween. It was just, well, here's a killer that's killing people inside of a house that's like primitive uh, reality TV show status. So, yeah. And, and uh, terribly shot. Oh, let's move on here yeah, to yeah. your number six, Jeremy. We're getting down there. We're getting down there. My number six is part five, man. Don Shanks, the man that is the shape in part five, rocked this mask man with the hair slicked back and it's just an odd it's an odd choice it's an odd choice for me i like you i didn't understand why the mask changed in between the films because they were shot so close together um it's almost like someone swipes the mask after every film and they're like i own this now and then they're like well fuck we need another one and then they just go and they're like well what's the worst decision that we can make and they go and, and they make go that there. Decision. They go. They go and do that instead I, of. I will. I yeah. will say for me that I enjoy the part five mask much more than part four. Part four is just turd on wheels, dude. Uh, I don't know about that. I'll have to disagree with you here shortly, yeah, no, my that's friend. Cool. That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, part five for me, Don Shanks. You you are awesome. You were you were you did great as the shape. Um, you're very muscular even still in your, your older age, and you could whip my ass. Dude, um, when I look at him, when I look at him, I know he's much bigger than me, and he's like probably 10 feet taller than you. But when I look at him, I'm like, I hope that I'm at least as good a shape as he is when he's Yeah, dude, age. he's killing it. Killing it. So what's... <laughs> I've actually held and touched the mask. The original, from, right? The is original he, mask. Doesn't from, he take from it around five. with him? Doesn't he take Dude, it with he him? He travels stuff? with it. Yeah. Which is yeah. insane. So when, when I attended Halloween 40 Years of Terror, right on his table on a stand is the mask that he wore in the film. And so I'm the guy that like when I go to movie locations, I'm not just content standing in front of it. I have to touch it. I have to touch the Myers house. I went to the the hanging I'm, I'm, tree. I'm gonna pull a piece off of that thing. Hopefully, no one notices. No, I'm, I'm gonna eat it. I need I need the Myers house <laughs> inside of me. Get inside me. So, when you know, I went to the hanging tree from from Phantasm, and like I had to touch it. So when I watch the movie, I can be like, I touched that fucking tree. <laughs> I got a picture in no, front man, of me. No, man, you so didn't just stand in front of it. You touched that. I touched that, that makes fucking sense, tree. man. Yeah. So you know when you know when I was with Don Shanks at age forty, I said, hey, you know when we take our picture, like, can, can I hold the mask? And he was like, yeah, that's cool. And so if you look at the picture, I'll send it to you. Like, you can see that my hand is like touching the neck 
on the mask because I, I wanted to be like, yo, a I'm mask not, that's that's already deteriorating after yeah, fucking thirty exactly. years. But <laughs> but I'm not just I'm not holding the masks. I'm not just holding the mask stand. I'm actually actually touching the mask in the picture. It's a, it, that's that's important stuff to me. And I've that's not the only screen used Halloween mask that I've I've touched. Which maybe I'll, I'll talk about the other one as yeah. the list. Continues. I'm sure you will. I'm I'm very aware of that photograph, so I'm I, I knew that was coming up. And so my number six, and you know, I this mask does get a lot of hate, and I'm gonna shit on it a little bit. You already mentioned it, but I understand the circumstances that were in effect for this mask and why they were the way they were. Don Post Studios Hero Mask. When received on the set, the box of masks were pink with white motherfucking hair. And makeup technician Ken Horn tried to fix it. Ended up making it too bright white, not detailed enough, and a very shocked, strange expression like it's an old man that (gasps) saw a chick with giant hooters across the street and he's like, yo, I gotta go over there to see them. It's the mask from Halloween 4. Where's my raisin brand? The return of Michael Myers. See, there's a difference here in terms of how this mask is lit, how it looks on screen. There are some shots that are laughable that look very silly, but there are some shots when they're lit in darkness with that Dean Cundy blue light where the Halloween 4 mask doesn't look as bad as the ones I mentioned previous to this. I mean, it came from the original... Shatner mold, apparently, but there is rumor, Jeremy, that the mold was changed after the original Halloween due to what William Shatner said was conflict of interest in his likeness. So that's why it looked different. But it's a Don Post Studios mask who made the original mask. So you'd think it would look similar to um, regardless of how it's painted. But the hair looks totally different. Like the sculpt looks totally different. Who knows, maybe one day Malika Cod will unveil the true story of this, but there are considerable deviations from the original on account is like these. The lips are more pressed out, there's prominent eyebrows, and of course the hair's slicked back like he's John fucking Travolta in Greece. <laughs> you know? Uh, apparently, I didn't know this until we did research on this before this show, there were seven different masks from the mold that were used on screen, but only six were pulled from that original Shatner mold. So we'll never really know why it looks so different and so weird. It's funny because again, it's another meme. Like imagine going into the theater in 1988 to see Halloween four. you're a huge horror fan and you see that poster and it's got that original classic. There it is. There's the mask. And things weren't like they were now where you see the trailer every five minutes or on TV or anything. You just maybe you just saw the poster. Like, I'm gonna go see this movie. And the fucking mask is nothing like the mask in the no. movie. No. It's nothing remotely close to it. But uh, I like Halloween four so much. That's why. It's I get it. It's where it is. There's I get some it. scenes where it looks good. So Mustafa Akkad was producing Halloween four. Why didn't he go? Who made the mask in the first one? Okay. I don't know why I'm doing like a Spanish accent right here, but he's like. Well, I don't know. He's, he's whatever accent or whatever. I was doing. Yeah. yeah. So like, why didn't he just go, 
Well, who made the mask in the first one? Oh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Hey, contact him. Hey, we want to bring you on, you know, to, to make the mask. Like, or or just contact Dick Warlock, who had, I mean, the mask was not rotted at that point. It would have been no, fine. It was in a no. box in his closet. They could have just grabbed the original mask, but they were like, no, make another mask. And then they did. And then there it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is, we're going to take a quick promo break. And when we come back, yes, the top five masks of the Halloween series. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Louie. And I'm Dave. Do you love Halloween? Do you like hearing about it year-round? Then check out our Haunted Hangover podcast, available on all streaming platforms. We cover everything from nostalgic memories to your favorite Halloween specials. Hey Dave, what's the best cure for a hangover? More booze. And we are back with our best and worst Michael Myers masks of the Halloween series. (laughs) (laughs) Brain stew, baby. All up in your fucking eardrums, up your ass, maybe down your throat. I don't know how far we're going with that. I'm not sure yet. But Jeremy, we are in our top five. I'm so excited. I'm pooping out them candy cones. I meant to try your mom's recipe of the candy corns with the peanuts. The payday bar, bro. I didn't payday do bar. it yet. I thought about it. It's I'm delicious. so forgetful. I'm so terrible. But I told our audience to try it. I haven't heard a single fucking person mention it. So people, people are fucking slacking, man. Like, do you want a payday bar? Uh, do you want a payday bar on a budget? Right there, candy corn, super cheap. Go to the dollar store, get some peanuts. Eat that peanuts. shit. Peanuts. Put it in your hand before you go see the next horror movie in theaters, which I believe is Halloween Kills. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we love you. And I'm going to throw it right to Jeremy. His top number five. five. His number five mask. What's it It only goes be? up from here. It only oh, goes up from here. Here it is. Dude, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I love Beekler's Halloween 6 mask. I love it, dude. I love it. It's just... Something about it, it just gives off all the creepy vibes. I dig the hair. I dig the design. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I, I, I would have preferred that they kept that mask for part seven. Like I said, for H2O, it was not meant to be. We got to see it for a brief moment. But I love, I love the H6 mask. I think it's, it's super creepy. And, and, and maybe one of the reasons that I love it is because Myers was so brutal in that movie. Like he was so absolutely brutal, and I and I, I just I think the design of the mask furthered his creepiness. So, my number five is Halloween Six, the Beekler mask. Well, my. Hold on. You say five. six. Halloween Six part, uh, but you're number five though. Okay, hold on. I'll take. I'll I'll jump back in here again. Yep. My number five. While the hair is a little blown out, like Meyer's got a bad fucking perm and the eyes are way too visible. I've always loved the overall sculpt and look of this mask, Jeremy. And by far the best mask used in the film of the new ones made for it. It is Halloween H2O Stan Winston's hero mask. 
It's the mask <laughs> that was forced upon Steve Miner after that Casper mask was basically thrown in the trash outside of the building. And uh, some fans got it, That which is it's true. Some fans got their hands on it and now it's in a private collector's collection because <laughs> you wanted that shit. But when you watch the movie, you can see where they began and where they ended and even though the hair, it literally does, it looks terrible. It's like they spiked it up. Like, I mean, all these kids in the 90s, they'd be spiking up their fucking hair. Spiked wearing the jink, Wearing the jinkos with their chain I'm wallets. I'm surprised they don't have them wearing fucking 52-inch coveralls in this bitch. But for real, just saying. I like the hero mask. Cinematographer Darren Okada really wanted to channel that inner Dean Cundy. They, they really wanted that wide look to the movie. And that dark blue theming of the color in the original Halloween. And they didn't quite get there all the way, but he shape the way he lights the shape in the movie for the majority of the movie, it makes the mask look so much better than it actually is. So I dig that mask too. And you, you know, my love of Halloween H2O and our listeners do too. And if you're new to the show now, you do know, so you can either, burn me at the stake or hold me up on a pedestal and say, yes, thank you so, so much. But I mean, I had to include this mask because all the majority of the close-ups, you know, all the great scenes in this movie are wearing, you know, you know, Chris Duran is wearing the hero mask that Stan Winston made. And we know you didn't like it, Steve Miner, but I had to include it on my top five because I actually really like this mask. It's one of those that I do not own yet. A replica of sorts, I should say, but yeah, there it is. So RIP Stan Winston. That man yeah. gave us so many damn things that will, will live things. on forever. Yeah. That's that, that's as much as our childhood as Spielberg and Carpenter. And, you know, you fill any name in any blank Schwarzenegger. I mean, performer or makeup artist or mask maker or whatever. Winston is uh, such a huge part of that era. And y- you just can't leave him out of that conversation. So there it is. Moving on for you for your number four. Number four. Here it is. Here it comes. Can you can you hear the people? Can you hear them? Are they going to come and burn you at the stake? Are they going to take you and stab your eyes out and put them on little marshmallow things and eat them, burn them, cook them? Burn them, burn them, cook them, eat them up. So <laughs> here, here it comes. He, he really has an affinity for the uh, Rob Zombie films. Number four, Rob Zombie's Halloween. The mask from Rob Zombie's Halloween. Once uh, adult Michael digs it up in the basement, I really dig this mask, man. I think that uh, the Wayne Toth did a fantastic job, and I think it paid a lot of tribute to the original while also being its own thing and standing on its own feet. Um, I remember watching the trailer for Rob Zombie's Halloween for the first time, and being like, damn... They finally got the they mask They nailed it, right. right? They got they the nailed fucking it. mask and You know, right. I don't mean to cut you off, but dude, I remember seeing the first still, and I was like in shock. It was like a big deal. People were like going crazy it looked, because of the mask. It looked so, so good, man. And, you know, just a quick little story, but, you know, I will never forget. I saw, so I was one of the people that much, like a lot of people, like probably some people that listen to this, that... I got my hands on the work print of Rob Zombie's Halloween like 
eight months before it came into theaters, dude. And I'll never forget, I was driving, and my buddy Anthony Carter called me, and he was like, yo, I'm at this shop, and this dude here has Rob Zombie's Halloween on DVD. Do you want to buy a copy? And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, he's got Rob Already? Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, and I was, like, dude, I was like, dude, that movie doesn't come out for like eight months. And he was like, nah, man, he's got it. And I was like, nah, no way. He's like, dude, I didn't believe him either. I had him put it in. It's real. I have it. No, Do you so want it? I don't I don't mean to, again, cut you off, but you're talking about the original cut work print version of the, the movie. Work print. Where the original ending, right? The original ending. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. Like, I mean, it's a different film than it what is. we got in it, theaters. It, I saw it too early as well so yeah it's a different film than what we got in theaters and it's a different film than his director's cut there's three different versions of this film and dude i remember that i was driving and i was like yo where are you at and he told me and i was like Arr! like i freaking like did like a u-turn and i was like yo i'm on my way right now i went i paid five dollars for this work print dvd five dollar five dollar five dollar foot rob zombies halloween five dollar five dollar Dude, I got it and drove right to my house and immediately put it in and I watched it. And there was a lot of the movie that I liked and I was also confused as fuck by a lot of it. I was like, okay, like, dude, the ending literally was just so abrupt. It was like he walks out of a house and Brackett and the police officers are like standing right outside and they just like shoot him a bunch of times in like in slow motion like he like gets shot a bunch of times and falls down and it's like the I mean, end the of the I mean the best thing about that scene though and and I'll tell you this much right now and they included it on the special director's edition on the Blu-ray and everything is that overhead shot panning out. Yeah. I still I still think the movie should have ended that way. Yeah. I, I um, still love that so much but So, you know, thankfully they went and the Weinsteins were like this is not it, man. And we're going to give you lots more money. Yeah, and dude, I I actually really dig the finale of Rob Zombie's Halloween where he's like, he's got the fucking, you know, two by four and he's like smashing into the ceiling. I fucking hate it. Uh, You know, I'm cool, man. You know, I get it and I understand why people don't love this thing, but uh, I I dig it for the most part. But the mask though, right? The mask is is incredible. (laughs) And uh, dude, I've been to Wayne Toth's... uh, Store man, Halloween Town. Have you ever been there? I've wanted to go there, man. When it's I went so to California, good. that was on my list because I'm such a huge fan of Halloween in general. Like as I've said, so many, I swear to God, I'm regurgitating all over my own dick right now and sucking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's that taste? But no, I mean, like, um, you know, in the late 2000s, Wayne Toth was on a History Channel documentary in their second version. Uh, of a documentary just about the holiday in general. And he talks about Halloween Town on that same documentary. John Carpenter appears as well. But when I was in L.A., I was like, oh, I really want to see this. Especially after I found out he was the guy that sculpted the mask for Rob Zombie's Halloween. So I did not get a chance to see it. I do want to see it. It's great, dude. I've gone gone there several times now at this point. And it's, it's literally like Toys R Us for... Horror fans. Well, I hold mean, on now. Hold on. You got to preface that a little bit because Toys R Us was a thing that was, you know, it's, it's ancient times, Jeremy. Yeah, that's true. It no longer, it exists in Canada and there's like one in New Jersey, but that's about it. So Okay, well, so then let me let me put it this way then. It is <laughs> it is a mini version of Disneyland for horror fans. There we fans. go. There we go. Yeah, there dude, I go. mean, from, from their collectibles, their statues, their action figures... 
you know, they've got artwork, they've got posters, they've got t-shirts, they've got hats, they've got pins. I mean, you name it and they've, they've got it, man. So yeah, next time that you're in LA, you got to go to Halloween town. I 100% will. And moving on to my number four, a mask you already mentioned and rightly so. It's definitely by far one of the best of the series by the late, great John Carl Beekler. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still offering the option to be messaged the foot photo. The I've had people. I've photo. had people. I've had people hit me <laughs> oh, up and have? ask for it. Yeah, you have. I okay, have. So that's still a thing. But I mean, the hair on this mask looks like Mikey just rolled out of bed and decided to have a nice night of killing in the middle of the night. But the sculpt here, up until this point in the series, Jeremy was probably the truest to the original Shatner style and has like a goblin look. Yep. A lot of fans have mentioned. It's a one-of-a-kind design for the franchise. It was wider due to the fact that John, or excuse me, due to the fact that George Wilbur donned the mask in this George movie. George P. Wilbur. For most of it, not all of it, there are some insert shots, and there's like two or three other people playing the shape in the movie. But the mask has this strong bluish-gray tint to it, and it has a quality unlike any other mask of the series. And I think... Halloween 6, despite its flaws, whether you like it or not, the visual look of the movie, when you see Michael Myers, the shape in the movie, he's always lit perfectly. You never see his eyes wide. It's always black because they had the screens over him. And it it just, again, he's one of the most haunting versions. So, yes, that's my number four. I I love George P. Wilbur, man. Um, he, He was a great Michael Myers and... You know, people people said that in part six he was eating real good. They're like, that was a hefty version of the shape. And I'm like, you know what? He wanted some chicken wings and some burgers and some fries and some burritos and some enchiladas and some milkshakes. And I'm okay with that. I like a full Commissary was shape. good. Commissary was good for that movie. It was Miramax. <laughs> it was the first, you know, Halloween movie they were doing. They're probably like, yo, make sure that commissary is stacked fucking full of everything they fucking want. Peanut butter M&M's, motherfucker. There better be a bowl full of peanut butter M&M's. Just saying the shape likes to eat. And <laughs> why would he not? It was freezing cold during that production. Who wouldn't want to eat? It Who looks wouldn't want to stack up on carbs and movie. shit, you know? So, Dude, the, he, uh, George, yeah, George was so cool, man. I, I, uh, many, many memories of meeting him over the years and getting him to sign things. And, uh, you know, it, it was particularly sad seeing him at age 40 because, you know, he's an older dude. He's very old. Very old, man. And I could tell at age 40, I was like, he's never doing another one of these again. Because, like, he looked like he did not know what the fuck was going on, right? Like, he looked like he didn't know where he was, what was happening. But let me tell you one thing, Justin. That motherfucker still knew his money. So you walked up and you're like, (laughs) he, he looked like he didn't know where he was and you'd be like... I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know. Like, is he okay? And I put my poster on. He's like, $40 for an autograph, 20 for a photo with me, $50 combo, 40, 20, 50. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like, this dude doesn't doesn't seem like he knows what state he's in, but that motherfucker still knew his money. <laughs> well, you got to know your money, right? <laughs> At least he remembers the important things, right? 40 autograph, 20 photo, $50 combo. 
I'm lucky. I'm, I, when I met him the first time, I was like in awe over him, and then I could tell at the same time. Funny you mentioned that because when I met him, it was very similar. He's just it was not. Old, it was a not good old long. Boy. Yeah. He's an old good old boy. You, know you got I mean? him He's at Mania, like, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like maybe only like six months before age forty. So you could kind of start telling at that show that he was fucking out. Yeah. He's an so. old man. If there's someone, ladies and gentlemen, if there's someone that's an old man or old woman that you want to meet for movies, meet them now if they're still alive, if they're doing oh, cons. I, meet them now. Meet them now. I will tell you 100% that if you're an autograph collector or, or, or if if you're somebody that, you know, you want to meet somebody that you look up to for You're film, somebody who wants to meet somebody. My voice is like an angel. Damn. God damn. So, <sighs> I mean, dude, that's that's like, you know. When they announced Sam Raimi, you know, Sam Raimi's not an old guy, but it's like, okay, well, I don't know if he's going to do any more of these events. I fucking went to Texas to meet him, right? You know, if somebody gets announced that you want to meet, you want their autograph, whatever, if if it's feasible and you can make it happen, make it happen because it's never promised that they're going to do another show or, you know, they can immediately retire. That's, you know, a couple weeks ago, like I said, I went to Connecticut Horror Fest and I got... Peter Maloney from The Thing. He played Binnings. He was The Thing, man. He's up there in age, and I don't know if he's going to do another show after the one that I just attended. And it was kind of somebody let me know, like, hey, this may be his last show. He's doing fine, but I think he's just at that point where he's like, man, I'm, like, older. You know, traveling takes a lot out of me. And I had asked him, I said, you know, are you going to to be, you know, next year is the 40th anniversary of The Thing. Are you going to do more shows? And he goes, I don't know, maybe I might, but I don't, I, I don't know. This could be it for me. So you never know if somebody's getting up there. You got to I think, go. you know what? This is our Cosby show moment, Jeremy, or the end of full house, which is our basically like our forced public service announcement to our listeners. Like, listen, if you haven't yet, go meet your heroes. They're not going to live forever and we're all going to die. <laughs> Whatever happened to the girl Felicity? Coca-Cola, oh. Pepsi Max, MTV. Cheers to that. Ah. Cheers to that as I drink my Tito's vodka mixed with the whatever pumpkin and creamer the wife put in the fridge. I don't know. So Where I'm uh, What yeah. number? <laughs> <laughs> you're on your number three, right? I'm on yeah, my you're three. number three. That's that's where we're going. I'm going Halloween 2018, baby. There it is. And as I mentioned previously, that I had held and touched another screen-used Myers mask. You know, I touched the Part 5 one. You touched that penis, right? I mean, you touched the mask. I touched 40 autograph, 20 auto, 50 combo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. uh, So I I met Chris Nelson that that did the mask for, for Halloween 2018 and for Halloween Kills. And uh, he had it in a glass display case, and nobody, nobody had the the guts to ask him. Can the cojones? Yeah, the cojones. Nobody, nobody asked him. Take can we can we take the mask out? Like, like I'm not joking, Justin. When I tell you, yo, bro, no one. Could could I put the mask on? Yeah, he. Can I can I wear it around the con for a minute? (laughs) I'll be right back. He's like, no, motherfucker. Um. Yeah, so when when I met Chris Nelson, um, he had this he had the Myers mask in a glass display case, and I said, "Hey, man, um, 
is it possible that you could take that out and we could have it in the picture with me and you together? And he goes, oh, yeah, man. He goes, funny enough, nobody's asked me this entire weekend to do that. Like, you're the first one. I'm surprised. And so he takes it out of of the case, right? And he's holding it. So he's going to hold it in the picture. And I was like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> can, can I hold it? Can I hold it? Yeah, can I hold it in the picture? He goes, yeah, I should have just fucking like, Prayed to God that I was faster I, than what's him. What's and hilarious just about that is it almost sounds like you were asking for yourself, but it sounds like something that you know you're a dad, right? Right. Dad would be like, "Hey, do you mind if my kid holds this?" Like, yeah, yeah. But but instead, you're just like, "Yo, can I hold it? Can I hold this?" So <laughs> I I got to hold the screen used Halloween 2018 Michael Myers mask, and of, of course my my fingertip so so gracefully caressed the mask, caressed the shape as I held it. And it was just a really great moment, and I, I couldn't believe it. I know I fucking texted you that picture, like, immediately. You 100% did, and that's why my rehauled mask that I got looked almost identical to it because I took that photo and I was like, make it look like this or I'm not paying you. Dude, it's, it's such a great-looking mask. You know, um, obviously, we know what a mask looks like 40 years later because there's pictures of the original Halloween mask in the current state that it's in now. Um, it, man, you know, they made a decision with Halloween 2018 to have it more intact and, you know, have it in the state that it's in. But, dude, have you seen pictures of people that have made a wearable version of what yeah. the H1 looks like now? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's fucking Nick terrifying. Mulpagano, who did my H1 Halloween man mask, did his own version. There are a number of different indie mask makers out there. Definitely check them out, ladies and gentlemen, if you're into that kind of thing. I'm huge into collecting indie masks and stuff like that. But uh, there are a, a number of different versions. And yeah, I mean, the thing is, as cool as that looks and as demented as that looks, Jeremy, that doesn't look good on a shirt or on a poster. So no, that's no, why they opted to make it look more intact. And like, I mean, we know that latex, you know, foam rubber and especially the, the rubber that was used in the original Shatner mold back in 1977 um, for those reproduction Star Trek masks would not have lasted just no. laying out or anything. So no. it's 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 a movie. You know, suspension of disbelief. And I'm glad they went where they went with it because it still looks well. good. Me, me as well. It looks great. But, man, you know, the people that have made a wearable version of what the H1 mask actually looks like now. It, like I said, it's fucking nightmare fuel. It's a yeah. scary mask. But, obviously, like you said, for T-shirts and such, they went and, and made marketing and everything and, yeah. else. And yeah. it's a, it, uh, that's why it's my number three. It is a great fucking mask. Hit me with your number three. And my number three you already mentioned, so I'll you know gloss over it as quickly as I possibly can. Wayne Toth, a cracked, dirtier Texas Chainsaw version that is still a strong tribute to the original Shatner mask from the original. I thought up until this point, I mean, like you said perfectly earlier, the overall closest to the original concept up until that point, I think they really took a lot of time especially in Zombies' first movie. Visually, they just nailed everything they really wanted to. They even shot on some of the same streets as the original Halloween as, you know, they did some of the other streets down the street <laughs> in South Pasadena. They shot all around the same area to get the same vibe, but the mask that Wayne Toth presented, I mean, we see young Michael Myers kill Judith in Rob Zombie's Halloween. That mask 
up until that point is the closest we had seen to the original Shatner at that point. And you know what? I'm just going to jump forward here and, you know, we got to get to your number two. My number two is number two. Well, part, part two. I know it's tough because it's the same mask, but it, it fit Dick Warlock's head differently. So it did give a different look than the original film. It did. It did. It very much um, did. Yes. I mean, when you, when you look at the merchandising for part two, you know, I know this is kind of cheating, you know, because obviously you know what I'm going to say. It is cheating. My, you know you're what God, I'm going to say God for part you. one. You're, you're fucking cheating. You're God fucking damn you. piece of get, shit. Get off this show right now. <laughs> get out of here. It, I, if, if, if Myers looked the same in the second one that he did in the first one, I, I wouldn't have listed this one, Well, right? it's funny that you mentioned this because... I'm sure you're fully aware. I mean, we're, we're both like knee deep in the Halloween community. A lot of fans didn't know it was the same mask. Yeah. For a long time. They didn't. It's, they thought it was a different mask until just, they finally were like, no, it's the same shit. Deborah Hill smoked a lot of cigarettes and puffed smoke on it. And, you know, uh, it was in a shoebox. Nick Castle shoe had it under his bed. Yeah. So it was like no one knew that it was the same mask. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's been proven, you know, there's, there's, you know, photos from the set of there were multiple there's three masks from the original yeah three I mean, there's, but there's, no one knows no one knows dude which is shocking to me no one knows where the other two went they got no thrown away knows. like like i've said before you know movie props didn't become prevalent until years and years and years later i mean like i've said before tom holland the director of of child's play his dog ate one of the screen used Chucky dolls. And he was like, man, eh, who gives a shit? The show's over with. The movie's done. Don't need it. And now he's like, fuck, I would kill for that because movie props mean something. But then it was just, it was just a part of the production. Yeah. So, um, yeah, number, number, my number two is number two because it fits his at that. face differently. And it's, 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 it's menacing. And if anything, I'm going to be honest, it fits Warlock's head a little bit better because there is the scene where uh, the shape grabs, you know, young Mickey Yablons, right? Right outside of the school, right after they got done tormenting uh, poor Tommy Doyle. Which, real quick, I'm going to go on a side fucking rant, okay? Are, are you going to talk shit about how Jamie Lee Curtis mentioned? Dude. <laughs> Tommy geez. Lee Wallace is she Tommy Doyle? <laughs> she does that all the time, bro. She does that all the time. Anytime she mentions Anthony Michael Tommy Hall Doyle, is playing Tommy Wallace. And like, dude, but bro, she's old. I know. She I get it. Old. I get it. She's but old. like when, when she did her one and only to date convention appearance, you know, she did the same thing during her Q and a, she's like, Oh, you know, there was little Tommy Wallace and like the crowd had to be like, uh, no, Tom, Tommy Doyle. She's like, yeah, that's what I said. Um, so like, it's just funny that she made the Facebook post and she was like, Oh yeah. You know, Anthony Michael Hall is playing or you know, Tommy Wallace and like, of course, all the comments from Halloween fans are like, damn it, Jamie. It's well, we're not going to get into the meme that I that I created oh my God. all that stuff because yeah. it'll pertain to the interview that I had tonight, which yes. I'm very we'll excited it. for our fans we'll save to it. hear. But but you are correct in saying that that is kind of nutty, every, but every time, every time. But, you know, so anyways, in, in, in the scene in the original Halloween where where the shape grabs uh, Mickey Yablons, right? There is a camera angle. It wasn't in the film, and there's a reason that it was framed out. Is because the mask was like oversized, and it kind of like was folded in. You've seen the picture, right? Yeah. The mask looks horrible at that angle and at that shot, but with 
Dick Warlock, you know, time had passed, you know, maybe the latex had, had tightened up a little bit. It, it shrinks, fit, yeah. It shrinks. Yeah. I, maybe it, it definitely fit his head, like, much better and just made for a menacing look. So my number two is part two, Mr. Warlock, which, fun fact for all you brain stew creeps, is Dick Warlock eventually, maybe about, you know... 10, 15 years ago, he finally sold the screen-used mask, the coveralls, the boots, and the, yeah, the scalpel. It was the scalpel. The knife. Well, the scalpel. Was it, was it the, what was it? Maybe. I thought it was the, I know for sure, this, I know for sure, the it scalpel, well, the coveralls, I, 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 the boots, and the mask. Okay. Because I know he he originally had the Elrod knife, so I don't know if Sean Clark picked yeah, that up or something. He I does. know he has. I know he has he the does. cutting board Dude, it from just, the original. I, I have but, a feeling, yeah. and this is like I feel like the dude bought those props from from Dick at a time where like, you know, the movie prop community hadn't quite blown up as much as it did now. If I had to guess, and I don't know this, if I had to guess, I'd say this guy maybe, but I could be wrong. This is my guess. I bet you he only paid anywhere from five to seven thousand dollars for it, dude. That mask should be in you the gotta museum say that like Indiana Jones. moving image or in the Smithsonian. <laughs> that mask, I, I can't do Harrison for it. <laughs> it does. That mask belongs in a museum. Whatever. It, it's true though, because honestly, Smithsonian would probably pay for it. This amazing museum that I've gone to in New York City a handful of times that has a bunch of different costumes worn by people. Wizard of Oz, Miami Vice, Batman 89, I mean, you name it. Beverly Hills Cop, like so much stuff. Literally, like there's 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 a bunch of nightmare stuff in there. There's phantasm stuff in there. They curate it. This is the kind of museum that would pay like, yeah. yo, we'll pay you like $500,000 for that and put it in a fucking yeah. sealed box it, where air can't get it, in. So this, this guy he, that owns it and, now, he, it, but, he, but, I don't know if he still does, but he ran a Halloween haunt. And the way, you know, he had built a relationship with Dick Warlock. Every year he flew Dick and Dick's wife out and it was a, hey, come meet Michael Myers at my haunted attraction. And so they had become friends over the years and- you know, the guy had, had mentioned several times to Dick, like, hey, you know, you still have that stuff, right? And he's like, yeah, I still have it. And he's like, man, I'd really like to buy it from you sometime. And Dick was like, oh, okay, okay. And, and eventually it led to many years later, the guy going, okay, no, like, seriously, like, I'm, I really want to make you an offer on it. And he did, and he owns it. And, you know, I think, you know, I think Dick only regrets selling it because I think he, he knows how much more it's worth now. Well, that, and I think, you know, the key thing is, and I think where we're both hinting at, the, the direction we're going at here is, this is something that I think every fan should see. Now, what Dick didn't know is that he probably should have had it restored earlier on, but he didn't Some people would disagree with you, wasn't thinking because um, once restoration comes into play, people say, well, I, I know is they this should. really the mask anymore when you start adding other components and elements in? But it's 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 eventually going. It, it is made of materials that are organic. Yeah, I mean, oh, you don't have to tell me. I I lost. This eventually. is heartbreaking. I had a fucking Halloween you Michael know, Myers mask you know. signed so, by Jamie Lee Curtis, Nick Castle, and John Carpenter, and it got something that's very common in latex called mask rot, and it fuck it, dude. Yeah, it, it rots. Yeah, horrible, dude. Especially horrible. with the cheap material. So I mean, like, 
that's the key thing. Th- this is something, you know, maybe you're on one side of the fence, one the other side. It doesn't really matter. My point being is that I think an item like this does need to be restored and does need to be kept intact because that way our kids and our kids' kids and, you know, the generations after can still go, hey, look at that piece of rubber in a box. It was this, you know, whether it is in its original form or not. Hit me. But Hit me your number two. from that, just saying we can keep going on about that forever. But um, my number two, you already mentioned it. Academy Award winner Christopher Nelson. You met him. <laughs> you held it. You fuck. Weathered, beat up, and sculpted to perfection, much like the castle stretch from the original, so iconic in that first film. We have the Courtney. It fits like a glove here. A nice tribute to the original mask, but still finding its own originality and flavor within the sculpt. The eye shape definitely providing a new, more eerie, sinister feel to the mask. By far, one of the most menacing of the series. I love the Halloween 2018 mask so, so much, especially when lit properly. And we can't really rate the kills mask, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, because we haven't seen the movie yet. But it's just a burned version of this mask, so it makes sense. But at the same time, this mask within the horror community yeah. people, got a lot people of People went crazy love getting them it's rehauled gorgeous. and it, it going really, nuts buying them, man. Yeah. Buying them everywhere, getting the shirts, portraying the mask. And even though it's, I mean, when you look at them next to each other, I've got a couple H1 masks. It's very far off, but still there. And I think, you know, listening to Chris Nelson talk about his approach to the mask he really wanted to bring his own flavor to it. So it's best of both worlds, if you will. I love this mask. It gets all the love and it deserves it. But obviously is the, is the original is the original, obviously. man. You can't you can't fuck with the original, right? Yeah. It, it, you can't fuck with the original as Sidney Prescott right. perfectly said. Here, of course, I, which I mixed makes my sense two together with H1 and H2 because I knew I knew it was the same mask as a mask collector. Oh, but you I was like, can. I can't differentiate the two, even though they do look. <laughs> I can, but I didn't. But they look they look very different. Jeremy, you tell me in your viewpoint, in your eyes, is that it, what it makes was that the first, first mask so the special? The first time that we see Michael Myers wearing, you know, the now iconic shape mask, not the mask that he wore, not the clown mask in the beginning, but. You know, when, when he went into that, that hardware store and got the mask, this is, this is the one that we see. Um, and there's just something special about seeing it for the first time and, and watching him on screen and John Carpenter's classic seminal Halloween, right? It's just, it just feels right. And when he's on screen, there he fucking is. There's the boogeyman. The boogeyman is real. You can't kill the boogeyman. Finally. Yeah. You can't, and it's finally, like, he is interpreted on film for the first time. That whole term, the boogeyman, or in olden times, the bogeyman, or a bogey, in Halloween terms, was always talked about in in literature and books, but never put up on the big screen as an image, and it finally was in Carpenter's classic. I think we all know the story, Jeremy. John Carpenter told Tommy Lee Wallace, they were all friends. Rogue filmmakers go down to Burt Wheeler's magic shop on Hollywood Boulevard and grab some masks. 
He grabbed four masks, including a Don Post 1975 William Shatner as Captain Kirk Star Trek mask that was purchased for around $2. And among many other masks that were considered, including a that was creepy. mask, Emmett Kelly clown mask. Tommy Lee Wallace, who was like not really, he wasn't that he wasn't that kind of artist. He was just like getting into this. Shark belly white is what they refer to it as. White died, yeah, that's right. And he dyed the hair a little bit with a little bit of black spray paint. Messed messed up the hair, tussled up the hair a little bit, and the the chilling image they saw when it came out when they were like doing tests was undeniable. It was there. An icon was born before their eyes, like Tommy Lee Wallace said himself in his own words. Even if the script doesn't work, even if the movie doesn't work, we have that image. That image is there. We knew we had something. And, you know, moving on, you had already had H2 there. Rightly so. It's the same mask, but fits a different actor differently in a different performance. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you, you can't blame someone. They put it in underneath their bed in a shoebox or whatever. And then Deborah Hill smokes, you know, a pack and a half of Marlboro's a day and blows smoke on it. It gets dirty. And apparently Jeremy, they did re dye the hair red for the movie a little bit as well. So it has this gritty look to it. It's, it's, it's dirty, but it's undeniable. The image is the same, whether it's on Nick castle or it's on Dick Warlock. And I think it is, it's, it's, the originator. It's the one that we all remember when we watch these movies. And I still think it's crazy that a lot of fans, we, we didn't know for the longest time yep. that it was the same mask until they were like, no, it's the fucking same mask. We just, we just, we just stuffed it in here and then we used it again. Then like, we didn't get it. Is. About it. There it so, is. Uh, yeah. No, you it's, can't it's beat perfect, the original. And it's right? perfect because I mean, again, it was, I mean, it was the first. You know, I think that the the source material is so strong, and I think that John Carpenter's directing is so strong, and I think the cast is so strong, and I think Dean Cundey's cinematography is is so strong that I think there that it is. even there if it is. we would have gotten the yeah. Emmett Kelly version of, of The Shape, I, I still think that Halloween would have gone on to have the same success, but there's just something so beautiful um, and haunting about this Shatner I'd say I'd say similar success. I I wouldn't agree with you fully that it would have had. I mean, because as they said, there's this primal thing that you feel when you oh, see yeah. that. I mean, no, white I, tot- I totally get it. Face. Um, however, yeah. I I will disagree a little bit. You know, clowns for whatever reason, clowns sell. Right? Like we talked about it earlier with killer clowns, Terrifier. You know, that's yeah. another big one. Like, dude, yeah. Pennywise. I mean. Pennywise, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like a whole people, phobia you know, attached to really like being sure. scared by clowns, and that's why they seek these things out. Um, so, I mean, again, I'm not saying that I wish they would have gone with Emmett Kelly and, you know, car, you know, the, the, the shape mask that we, we know got that, is, is iconic. And of course, I prefer that to the Emmett Kelly mask. But man, it's just there's nothing there's nothing like like the first man. There really isn't. And I mean, you can debate it up and down, but you can't beat the original. That castle stretch. It's funny you mentioned how you preferred how Warlock's face fit in the mask better because 
95% of fans, including myself, prefer that castle stretch, as we call it, because Nick Castle had such a long face and a long nose. The way he fit out that mask, it gave it that yeah. specific look that we all know is so iconic now. All of the posters, all of the t-shirts, the fucking hoodie I'm wearing right now, and I'm sure all the artwork that you own in your collection, it's presented as Nick Castle as the shape, so... We all have our own viewpoint on what are the best masks or our favorite masks, but we ran down this line, I think, pretty thoroughly. And I loved it. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our best and worst Michael Myers Masks of the Halloween series episode. Of course, as always, please be sure comment let us know what's your favorite mask? What's your least favorite mask? How are we wrong about whatever mask we mentioned? I'm sure one of us was sure. yeah, off yeah, on something yeah. or maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know. But if you like what you're hearing, please, please, please. As we said earlier on in the episode, iTunes, it helps us so, so much. Reach more cool people like yourself. Horror fans, people that just dig into this shit. And yes, they love it. Head over there. Yeah, we're, we are giving away a poster thing, right? Right. A free we have a few left. Free Halloween Kills theatrical double-sided poster. Highly coveted right now. Collectors want it. Autograph collectors want it. Your chance to get one is here right now. Leave us a review. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you're digging. Dig on in, man. Get that Halloween poster, bro. Come on. Leave us a review. Yeah, and if you review it right now, if you do it now... You'll have it in time before Halloween kills. So you'll get to be that guy on Instagram and Facebook. Like, yo, I got this shit before the movie. You know? Eh, you know? There's that clout there. But thank you so, so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys. You know, the kind words we've received in terms of brain stew, this new segment. I can't tell you enough how much it means to us. Keep listening. Keep loving it. We got plenty more content on the way. As always. Until then... Just gotta say, I'm Jeremy, uh, and time to Justin. keep it creepy. Creepy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>